When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome back to Sea Red UK, where quite simply, Chicago Bullsy. This podcast is part of the Fans First Sports Network, so wherever you're listening, rate, review, subscribe, it helps us out and ensures you don't miss another episode. And if you're watching on YouTube, make sure you hit the bell, give us the thumbs up and leave us some comments down below. We will get back to you. I'm Matt, and as usual, joined by Neil. How are we doing, Neil? I'm good, thank you. Been running around between work and and this, as you can see, I'm still wearing my um my work shirt, <laughs> but I threw on a bull's cap, so I'm still fitting the part. How are you doing? Uh, yeah, ready for ready for the weekend. Mm-hmm. I've done 55 hours at work so far this week, with another 10 or 11 to go tomorrow. Is that hitting your legal limit? Is it? <sighs> yeah. <laughs> um. And obviously, I had a hell of a day yesterday, actually, in London. And I've got a quick question, actually, for any any of our UK listeners. Why the hell does anybody want to live or work or go anywhere near London? (laughs) (laughs) No offence to any Londoners, but, you know. (laughs) God, what a hellhole of a place. But, yeah, apart from that, obviously, second episode of the week. So, we're grinding away and as you can see on my name there two weeks to go yes and that is until Bulls first pre-season game well two weeks on Sunday uh, against Bucks I have just put out on Twitter the sort of pre-season schedule in uh, UK dates and times um, they are like 1am tips on the day that it says so um, yeah apart from that We'll get into the latest news, which is not a lot, because like I say, we're two weeks away from pre-season. Um, last night, or yesterday, the Bulls took part in a softball game at the home of Chicago White Sox. Uh, apparently, it was Zach Levine's idea. Um, obviously, to me, that's a good thing to see, Yep. as we're going to get into the next, <laughs> before we get into the next bit. Um, it's not leadership as such, but it's kind of him putting his his touch on the team. I think in it, um, yeah. You know, getting the getting them together, a bit of team bonding. Obviously, last week we saw they went to the arcades or whatever it was, and mm-hmm. you know, Demar was there with his kids, Dale and Terry, P. Will, all them lot. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and yeah, I mean, obviously. A lot of content come out of it for for Bulls themselves, photos and stuff like that. I know Drummond definitely seemed to be enjoying it. His Instagram stories were flooded with that sort of stuff. But again, 
I like to see that as well because it shows that he's happy. He's, you know, definitely it shows in a good headspace, which is great. Yeah, and obviously they're already. Well, it looked like they're all back in Chicago already. Mm-hmm. You know, and one other person who was there on Ralph bit him. Um, he put a picture out onto his Instagram where it looks like he's going to be our number seventeen. Yeah. Um, it's not been an enduring number historically for the Chicago Bulls, though, has it? No, last worn by the Temple of Doom, Garrett Temple, back in yeah. 2001. Um, he usually wears 10, doesn't he, when you look through pictures of him playing in Turkey or for Turkey. I've seen him in, in a five as well. Mm. Obviously, 10's retired, 11 took by DeRozan because of that very reason. I was kind of expecting maybe like a... I don't know, 28 or a, a 19. I mean, just going off the top of my head of what numbers are available. Yeah. You know, um, just to make it add up to 10. So 17 is a little bit... Right. A bit random. But... There may very well be a story behind it. We uh, we just need to find out what it is. Yeah. I mean, obviously, it's not official. That was just a picture that he put out of his jersey that he was wearing. And that was the number that was on the back of it. Yeah. Well, I hope he has a little bit more luck than some of the previous number 17. <laughs> um, I mean, we've had six players play in number 17 and they've all lasted one year. And then we had two other players, Lou Ab- Amundsen from 2013 to 14. Uh, or should I say that that season, 2013 to, to 14 <laughs> season. And then Scott May lasted the longest in 1977 until 1980. So they're all very short-lived numbers. So let's hope this one lasts for a lot longer. Yeah, let's make it. Let's hope he can make it a little bit more um, legendary, shall we say? Absolutely. <laughs> and obviously, onto one of the main talking points at the minute for Bulls Nation. Um, <laughs> there it is. For anyone on the audio, Neil's trying to work out where his fingers are and. <laughs> I still haven't quite got the use to which side of the screen where it reverses me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, obviously, um, as Bulls were playing the softball game organised by Zach, um, a reporter from Philadelphia, uh, I don't remember his name, but it was Newbeck. That's the guy who I believe actually had something to say about Bulls earlier on in the off season that didn't come true. Now, Kyle Newbeck is obviously, like I say, a Philly reporter. He's on the new PHLY. Um, PHLY, PHLY sort of podcast, which is part of the All City Network, which CHGO Bulls are also part of. And when they were doing their show last night, he apparently has heard that the wild card, who is a, reportedly in the East, wanting to get into the Dame trade, is the Chicago Bulls. Right. Uh, well, I, I have the footage if you want me to throw it up and we can let everybody have a listen. That's it. Throw it up and uh, we'll talk about it afterwards. The team that I've heard that is kind of the wild card getting into the mixed team is the Chicago Bulls. If slash maybe when they trade Levine that they would want to, you know, star level return, young players, picks, what I have heard in the last few days is that it looks like they might be trying to move Levine as part of a multi-team deal just to see 
if they can get into the Dane Willard sweepstakes. Now, the big question there is obviously, even if they could pull something like that off, even if they find a suitor for Levine, who is going to flip them stuff that they can trade for Dane, what the hell is Dane Willard going to do if he ends up in Chicago playing with like Nicky Vooch, no offense, and DeRozan and, you know, Pat Williams, so on and so forth. So, yeah, I've got a few points on it before we actually get into it properly. The first one is, how does this guy know? You know, right. he, he covers Philly. Yeah. The second thing before the whole thing that really annoyed me was Nicky Vooch. Yeah. Why? It's <laughs> I have never heard him referred to as Nicky Vooch before anyway. <laughs> I, I found it quite, um, what's the sort of word I'm thinking? Like, not derogatory, but it's like he's sort of putting him down a little bit. It, like, Nicky's a bit of a, a kid's name, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? So, yeah, Nick, Nicky Vooch. Um, I'm sure some Bulls fans might catch on to that one and call him that, but not here. No. So, yeah. <laughs> Um, and then, I don't know, for me, it's how you interpret what he's saying. Um, he's not saying they're going to trade Zach for Dame. He's just they're saying, for me, how he's saying it is, they're going to try look to trade away Zach to then be able to enter to talk to trade for Dame. Mm-hmm. So to me, that's too much to even try to work out. You know, it, how how do you find a trade this late, this, this start of the season for Zach, and then how do you get into the talks for Dame when he's already said he only wants to go to Miami? Right. Absolutely, I, I agree with you entirely. Um, and okay, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> What really upsets me about this is I am sick and tired of listening to people talking about trading Zach Levine. Why the hell do you want to trade Zach Levine? He's just signed the biggest contract in Chicago Bulls history for a reason. The Bulls obviously like Zach, want to keep Zach. They've categorically stated that they want to run this back one more time with this group. All you're doing is you're upsetting your star player. Every time these rumours come out and go around, do you think that's doing any favours to Zach in his head? We all know things get in his head. I mean, he's proven that he lets things bother him. So, I mean, we keep pumping this shit out there. And it's going to eventually get back to him. And it, it's either going to push him one way or the other. And I don't like the chances of pushing him into a bad headspace. And, um, you know, if he comes out and does his thing where he tries too hard to impress, there's a very strong opportunity there for him to start becoming clutch Zach, which is where he starts bouncing it off his leg um, or he starts giving up the ball, making bad passes towards the end of the game. And, um, yeah, I just I just don't like this on so many levels. I understand that Dame is available-ish, so therefore you have to throw your hat in the ring to some extent. But, you know, we don't know. Nobody knows. Where this guy is plucked it out from, I don't know. But nobody knows 
what kind of discussions have or haven't been had between the Bulls and Portland and, and potentially Miami. So stop throwing Zach's name in a ring just because it's the most obvious match for the trade. Leave Zach alone. Leave him out of it. Look, let's if it happens, it happens. Fine. But I'm more concerned about where this puts Zach. Look out, I'll step down. <laughs> yeah, then I completely agree with you. I mean, like I just said, Zach's gone out and he's put his stamp on the team by organising this softball game, get the team together. He's clearly happy in Chicago. Yep. You know they've heard all these stupid rumours. You know, they've been going around since the trade deadline when he was reportedly going to Knicks. Um, you know, he's he's addressed it himself through the off-season. Mm-hmm. And it is part and parcel of the game. That it, you know, the NBA is a business. Right. But, as he actually said in his own clip then, why would Dame want to come to the Bulls if Zach's not there? Mm-hmm. You know, so, I, like I say, I completely agree with you on the Zach stuff. Stop it, you know. Stop putting him in all these stupid trade rumours. Yep. As he as he also says, if they're going to do it, they want the star return. Young players, draft picks and all that. So what are we then going to do? Turn that into Dame Lillard, who's on more money than Zach. And he's over. Yeah. And it's only getting bigger and bigger, his deal. I think by the time he's 36, he'll be on something like 60 million. Something like that. You know, and whose window does he fit into as well, Dame? You know, like, you know, don't get me wrong. I would love to see Dame in a Bulls jersey. Mm-hmm. I think he's a quality player, even at his age now. However, I think he's regressed a lot in the last couple of years. Because maybe it's because he don't want to be in Portland or what. But he only played twenty odd games a couple of years ago because of his was it an abdomen injury or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. You know, as he's getting older, his body seems to be becoming a bit more injury, not prone exactly, but picking up injuries. Portland shutting down last year. So, a quality player, but a lot of money. And, as he said, why would he come here to play with a 34-year-old DeMar DeRozan, a 33-year-old Nikola Vucevic? I'm not going to say it, what he said. Um, No. (laughs) You know, and what would we then be giving up to get him as well? Because... All them first round picks or whatever it is we just got for Zach, they'd be gone. Mm. So in two, three years' time, after we've extended Demar, Vooch's deal runs out, Demar's deal runs out, Dame's eligible for his sixty million at thirty six years old. We've got no draft picks, no young players, and a thirty six year old on sixty million. I'm calling bullshit. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> You know, like I say, I'd love to see Dame in Chicago, but just not when you actually look into it. And I think Bulls fans just need to stop being as sort of thirsty for these star players and actually look at what we'd actually have to give up to get them as well. Yeah. In the first place, you know. And Zach's just about to go into his peak of his career and it moves us on nicely. To our Zach Levine predictions. Yes, it does. Obviously, 
we've been running our predictions for the last few weeks. Um, we're trying to get them wrapped up. Um, and tonight, the first one is Zach Levine. Funny enough. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously, last year when we put the vote out to Twitter, he won Bulls MVP. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody that we've asked so far, Big Dave, Peck, Casey Johnson, I think Casey Johnson anyway. Yeah, I think he said Zach. All have said Zach is going to be Bulls MVP this year. For our little predictions anyway. Um, I think it's now or never for Zach, isn't it? This it year. is. <clears throat> it, he's really got to, he's got to prove it now. He's got to prove why he's on that max deal. Mm-hmm. We know what Zach is. We know that he three-level scorer, elite scorer. But, and I hate the phrase, everyone says he's an empty calorie scorer. <sighs> Explain. Do they say, don't they, like, the points he puts up don't mean anything because he's not a winning player. Right. And I think that's the narrative that's got to change. But that's not on Zach. That's the teams that he's been in, I think. Yeah. You know, I mean, obviously, before the, the, the new regime, who was the best player that he was playing with? Larry Markman? Yeah, probably. Obviously, Kobe White's still there, but he only had a year with Kobe before this new regime. Yeah. You know, what, Thomas Saransky? Do you know what I mean? So, and, then, <laughs> and before that, obviously, he was at Timberwolves, where another bad team. Yeah. So you look back over the last, what we're going into year four now of this new regime. Mm-hmm. When he was fit, he was an all star. Yeah. And potential all NBA, one, two, or three, whichever team you want to put him into. Mm-hmm. He then spent what? best part of a year not fully fit with either his knee injury his thumb injury whatever little in, other injuries you know he had surgery then had to recover from that mm-hmm. and as we said with well Peck the other night from December last year he was back to being all-star Zach yes, he and was. that is with Damar Vooch and everyone else that's around him now so for me, Zach's got to get himself back to being. Well, if he can get himself back to that level, he's the one A on the team. Yeah, and Demar goes into that being that one B. And that's how the to me the dynamics got to work. Zach's got to be the main man on this team. Demar can still put up twenty to twenty five points, whatever he wants to put up on a night, but Zach's got to put up twenty five to thirty. Mm-hmm. And it's got to convert into wins as well. Yes, you know, that's the important thing. Yeah, you know, because he's only ever won four games in a row once in his career, hasn't he? And that was yeah. when Lonzo was fit. Yeah. So, as I've said before, Javon Carter, this is where he comes in to be crucial. Because I don't think Kobe fits well with Zach. I, just, I don't know why. It's just, mm. I think Kobe's better just filling in and stuff like that. I think Javon Carter, as I've said before, 
improves everybody else on the team rather than looking like the standout player himself. Mm -hmm. So if he can help Zach, as we saw, obviously a fully fit Zach with Pat Bev, March Madness went crazy. And then that sort of drifted off and people say, well, we disappeared in the Miami game. But if it wasn't for Zach, we wouldn't have won the Toronto game. Bingo. You know, so, and you can't put that loss against Miami on Zach because Zach's not the only one on the court. And that's what I mean, where everyone else on the team has to step up to help Zach as well. And hopefully that's what we get this year. Yeah. So before I sort of go into my expectation prediction, where are you with Zach? Yeah, not terribly dissimilar, um, surprisingly. Um, for me, it's crucial that he is starting a season healthy. Um, hopefully, that's the way it remains from here on in until the season begins. But it's looking okay so far. He hasn't had any surgeries. He hasn't been carrying an illness or an injury coming in to pre-season so far. So what I'm hoping for is he start off on the front foot instead of starting off on the back foot, which he's done so many seasons in the past. Like you say, if we if we get that Zach, the one that we had when he was healthy and he was an all-star year, that Zach that we had since, well, December really last season, but particularly, like you say, after the all-star break, he got extremely hot in March. Um, and uh, if we can see that Zach for the guts of, if not, the whole season, then there's absolutely no reason why he won't be the 1A player on this team. There's absolutely no reason why he won't make another all-star team. And there's absolutely no reason why he won't get onto an all-NBA team. Zach is the key. All the other parts are there to fit in and lock in around him. And for the first time since the season when we had Lonzo starting, this is the closest we've had to it. Mm. We have two potential six-man players in Alex Caruso and Kobe White. We have two very good backups at the four and five. We won't get into who's playing at the starting role for number four just yet. And we have um, Javon Carter, who is there to play defence, stretch the floor, and also he is a, a, a solid veteran playing at the number one position. So, like you say, once Lamar is prepared to share the ball a little bit more than he has been, um, particularly in the latter stages of a game, I genuinely think that this, this is Zach's year. This is the year that Zach Levine becomes the Zach Levine. Um, I think he has a point to prove. I think he's going to be playing with a point to prove. And once he doesn't get himself into a bad headspace with all the the rubbish that's been going on in the off-season, like we discussed a few moments ago, if he comes in with the right headspace, then we are going to see Zach play like Prime Zach and not just be talking about Prime Zach. Yeah, I mean, we know where Zach needs to improve. Mm. And it's clutch Zach. It needs to improve. The turnovers need to drop. And we've seen we've seen it in little glimpses what happens when that does stop. 
and that's why I become an all star, two time all star. Yeah, you know. So for me, that's the most important thing. He's got to get back to that level. Mm. He's got to be an all star this year, and that's just the start of it. If he can become an all star, I think he makes an all all NBA team. And it also depends on whether the Bulls are a winning team. If they can get over the 41, then I think that, and and him playing like that, that guarantees him an All-NBA place. Yeah. And, yeah, like I've just said, a lot of it's on his teammates as well to, to basically improve their game to help him improve his own game. Right. You know, if, if he doesn't, it's not that if he doesn't feel comfortable being the clutch player, but if, He's just not feeling it in that at that minute. Then quite happily pass it out to Demar. Do you know what I mean? And get the assist on a Demar clutch bucket. And then that's where Bulls fans need to stop this whole thing of Zach's jealous of Demar. If Zach's happy enough to pass it to Demar for Zach uh, for Demar to take the clutch shot, then there's no issues, is there? Do you know what I mean? No. Um. To me, I mean, to be honest, I think all that's a load of crap anyway. That the don't get on, and Zach's jealous of him when he did the New Year's Eve, you know, match winners and what have you, people looked far too much into it. And I think Zach just wants to win. Right. You know, he's going into, what is it, year 10 mm-hmm. in the NBA. And he's had this narrative about him now for, what, eight years of his career? You know, because nobody was saying it when he was an All-Star. No. Nobody was saying it when he won gold medal with Team USA. In fact, everybody was saying when he won the gold medal with Team USA that his defence had improved. He'd, he'd learned to not be the main guy, do you know what I mean? And stuff like that. So, And that's only, what, two years ago? Yeah. Three years ago now. So, is it to me, since then, that's when he's had these niggly little injuries and the surgery and stuff like that. So, to me, he's there. He's right there about becoming the Zach that we want him to be, basically. Yeah. So, I mean, that's it. What I want to see from him is I want to see at least an all-star appearance again. Whether he plays in the game or not, different thing. But, you know, I want to see him get there. Ideally, want to see him all NBA, one, two, or three. Yeah. Um, prediction wise, I'm gonna say, not jumping the gun a lot, a little bit, but he's gonna be our MVP. You know, he, he's gonna be my prediction for Bulls MVP when we eventually talk about it ourselves and post it out. And I think I'm gonna give him a a solid A. Mm-hmm. my prediction yeah um, I have him written down as an A with the potential to even be an A plus yeah if he can do what, what I've just said I think like you say he gets A plus yeah uh, yeah I mean I've got nothing else on Zach I don't know if you have nope so on that one I will send it to our ad read for our partners, USA Sports. 
USA Sports is a UK and European based sports merchandise retailer. They cover the NBA, NHL, NFL, MLB, as well as Formula One. From hats to hoodies, there's something for fans from everywhere. From Chicago Bulls to Team Red Bull and everywhere in between. So check them out on all the socials and at usasports.co.uk and at checkout, enter the code CREDUK for 15% off. And don't forget, we've just started up a fan of the month competition. So if you do order something, put your photos up and uh, tag us in it as well. If, especially if it's bull stuff. Yeah. Let them let them know we sent you. <laughs> right. Next prediction or next player predictions. And these probably aren't going to take us long um, because we're probably not expecting much, to be fair. No. <laughs> the first one, uh, Justin Lewis. And it's going to get confusing because we've got Justin Lewis and Julian Phillips and... We'll probably John mix the names up. <laughs> John Joe and Junior and whoever else starts with a J. <laughs> but yeah, Justin Lewis. Um, we've spoke before about how how much we like him or like the look, can I say, the potential of him. Yes. Um, obviously, picked up last year uh, after going undrafted, played in Summer League, looked good, and then it was a, a workout away from the team. He, he tore his ACL. Yeah. And obviously, that was it. Year was done. Uh, as we know, Bulls kept him around, which obviously we can see why now. Because at the end of the year, they re-signed him to a two-way with Windy City, even though he didn't actually play. And then he joins the Summer League team this year and gets injured again after looking pretty solid in the first... Yeah. What was, it? was it the second game he got injured in, wasn't it? Yeah, second game, like second quarter or something, wasn't it? Yeah. But in that first game, it looked like we were going to see why we were quite excited about him. You know, he's pretty big body. He's aggressive to the rim. He, he was, the first summer league anyway, putting in some big blocks and mm-hmm. good defence and stuff like that. And it just looks like the sort of player that if Bulls can, can work with him, there's no reason why he can't be a solid role player in in the NBA. Yeah. But, like I say, we've only ever really seen him in Summer League now. And yeah. And know what Summer League, you know, it is. Only Summer League. Yeah. <laughs> and he can't stay healthy in Summer League, so well, <laughs> it's tougher in the NBA, right? Yeah, I mean, obviously, his his latest injury was was it a high sprain ankle, yeah. however the way they did it. It was a freak sort of thing, it wasn't was. it? Stand on somebody's foot or yeah, roll, roll, uh, land on someone's foot and roll the ankle, wasn't it? Yeah, you know, can't be helped. We've seen P will do it plenty of times. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, like I said, it, it's hard to to give a prediction for somebody who. We've only ever seen in summer league. Mm-hmm. Um, Expectation-wise for him, I just want to see him complete the year with Windy City more than anything. Hopefully, get a little bit of garbage time if he's, if he's sat on the bench, just to see what he can do against NBA opposition. Mm-hmm. But just stay healthy. 
that's that's what I want to see from him. You know, stay healthy and let us see what he is actually capable of. Yeah. Yeah. You know, as <clears> we've <throat> time and time again, we are gonna try and pay a bit more attention to Windy City than we did last year. And he's one player that really does excite me for Windy City. So yeah, I mean I don't know what you've got to say on him. Yeah, I mean, like yourself, there's not a whole lot you can say about somebody who you haven't really seen play too much. Um, I mean, we don't expect to see too much of him in the Bulls team. And like you say, mop-up minutes, perhaps. Um, apart from that, it's going to be mainly down in Windy City if he's healthy enough to play. I mean, he's a Marquette project, right? We all know what happened with the last one. I won't ask you for your opinion on it. But um, most people <laughs> most people have good things to say about <laughs> about the last Marquette project. Another J. Um, uh-huh. Another J. Uh, yeah, exactly. Another J, yeah. Um, <laughs> so he's six foot eight with a seven foot three wingspan. And when we first heard this last year, that was very exciting. Because, I mean, he his reach is just phenomenal. Um, and he's been likened by... Um, I've looked back some, over some of the stuff from his college years and the comparison that was made um, from watching the bits and pieces that I watched about him there, he's been likened to like a, a Jay Crowder type player. And I'd take that. Yeah. Do you know? Um, Without having to give up thousand yeah. second round picks. Yeah. So <laughs> there we go. So um, I, what, what grade are you going to give him? I'm just going to ungrade him ungrade him okay yeah I, I don't think we're going to see enough of him for bulls anyway the main yeah. bull uh, I don't think we'll see enough of him I think it is just a stay fit and prove it year okay. now for Windy City it probably a bit be, be, be a bit different and I'm going to say a B plus wow I down in the so. yeah okay I did actually give him a grade. Um, and what I said was D plus is kind of what I'm expecting from him. Um, if he if he gets a little bit more time, he may be able to push it up to a C minus. But uh, I'd be kind of expecting in around that in, in the few minutes that he will get. But it's hard to tell how many minutes he's going to get. I suppose if he is healthy, he may just fill a position of need for us enough to see some minutes. Yeah, I mean, I think Already, he's got Bulls Nation pretty. I don't want the word sort of captivated. Yeah, captivated, intrigued, and I think if we see him, doesn't matter what he does. I think Bulls fans will just appreciate him. <laughs> Perhaps, yeah. You know, just because we want that that young player, we want that next undrafted gem, mm. basically. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And that's, that's pretty much why I'm excited by him. So, yeah. And as I did mention before, the next player, the next J. Yep. Julian Phillips. Yes. Obviously, when he was first drafted, a lot of people were calling him Justin or Junior or whatever yeah. else. Would you? <laughs> but we can confirm it is Julian Phillips. Who yep. will be wearing number fifteen for Bulls and not yep. number thirteen? Now again, you know how would you predict a player that had a indifferent summer league, shall we mm. call it? 
Mm-hmm. Obviously missed the first game of Summer League because of the contract issues. Didn't look fantastic. Then all of a sudden he did. And then all of a sudden he looked average, normal. Obviously, second round pick. Uh, already got his, was it a four-year contract that he signed? Yep. Already from Mark Eversley at Bulls Fest, they're not expecting a lot out of him this year. Yeah. So if they're not expecting a lot out of him, how can we? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. You know, he's... I like the potential that he's got. Mm. You know, I'm not going to write somebody off just after four games of Summer League or whatever it was he played. And a few bad... Well, not even bad scouting reports, but they didn't do him any favours, did they? A lot of the early ones, anyway, you know, with his shot and stuff like that. Now, his shot didn't look too bad in Summer League. No, it didn't. The mechanics of it didn't look too bad anyway. Yeah. And as we've heard, it was just the way that Tennessee played him was why he wasn't getting the shots in or Mm -hmm. the shots up, whatever. Defensively, he looks like he's going to be quite a fun player to watch. Yeah. And the way he was rebounding in Summer League was very Javante Green. Like, where the hell did he come from? Sort of yeah. Thing. Kind of what you a lot of people wanting P. Will to be, mm-hmm. in that sense. He's not a replacement for DJJ, as everyone keeps saying. Similar looking player, I guess. Similar build. Probably a similar style of play. Looks quite aggressive to the rim when he gets the ball up that end. I personally think it's just another deal and Terry for next year where he'll be on the bench, he'll be learning, he'll be down at Windy City, he'll play in more games for Windy City than he will for Bulls, I think. Yeah. However, I think he's got the potential to get more minutes than D- uh, Dylan got last year. Well, everybody had enough, um, had more minutes than Dylan <laughs> last year. So. Well, yeah. It's a low bar. <laughs> but um, what I mean is, I think his game will fit better straight away than what Dylan's did last year. Yeah. Yeah. Mainly because he's more of what we need than what yeah. Dylan is. So, yeah, I'll pass it to you before predictions. Yeah, I mean, like you say, there's not a whole lot to say about somebody you haven't seen do a whole lot. But, um, you know, we knew that he was coming in with this, like you say, this scout report that he wasn't a great shooter. But if you went back two seasons into his college years, he actually was a good, pretty good shooter before, like you say, the system that he was put into in Tennessee didn't really suit him. Um, But... From watching what we watch, like I said, his shot actually looks okay. I mean, it's not a funky elbow out kind of a shot like uh, like we saw out of Dalen. Um, it's it's a tidy looking shot. Uh, I think he just needs to work on it, get his repetition, get his what two thousand shots up a day, and 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 hopefully pull that in a little bit because what we've seen from him, he's a very good rebounder. He's not afraid to use his body and to bump shoulders and. That's definitely something that you know we we would embrace in the Bulls for sure. Um, he was known 
for his hustle play and his athletic defence, which again, that blue collar type play is is loved by Bulls Nation. It's embraced entirely by Bulls Nation. You know, it's what makes a Chicago player. Um, so I think if he if he can evolve himself a little bit more, and I don't expect that to happen this season. I don't even expect it to happen the following season, but maybe a three-year plan for him. I think he could become a player that we do like and, and he certainly fills gaps where we need gaps filled. Yeah. And I mean, for me, it annoys me when obviously we've drafted him, what was it, 35th in the draft? Yeah. We traded to get to that point as yeah. well. And obviously, because he wasn't a big name, he wasn't a top three pick or whatever, mm. Bulls fans have wrote him off already. And then yeah. they say, why have we drafted another project, another development type player? The Bulls have also improved the development staff. Mm-hmm. So, and they've given him a four-year deal. Yeah, He's not going to be a star in the NBA next year. <laughs> no. You know, and like you said, probably not even the year after, and maybe not even the year after that. You know, it, it's he is a, a project. He is a, a development project. Simple as. And as Bulls fans have done with Dale and Terry, we can't write him off after one year and say that he's, he's a bust and all this sort of stuff. When, you know, it, we're not known for developing these young players either, are we? No. And that looks like Sorry. it's something that they're trying to change. Mm-hmm. Dale and Terry included. Yeah. P. Will is probably still falls into that category as well. So, like I say, for me, I think he's going to spend more time with Windy City. And that's that's not a bad thing for him. That's... As it was a bad thing for Dale because he's getting minutes in, he's getting, you know, the legs going, they're playing men's basketball, you know, um, but they're still around the team as well. Yeah. And if you can get some decent minutes, I think it, it's a bit of a weird one because if it gets to a point where Bulls fans are crying for him to be out there like we were with Dalen, then something's gone wrong. Mm-hmm. But if he is getting out there and something hasn't gone wrong, then it's a big plus for him in it, basically. Yeah, definitely. So... My prediction for him, I'm just going to say D, because I think we will see him, but not enough to give him a decent enough grade. Yeah. Uh, as we had with Dalen last year, where it was like we hadn't seen enough of him. So I think because he will get minutes with the, the roster, with the main roster, we have to give him a grade. And I just think he's not going to show enough to get any higher than a D. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um I kind of agree, although I'm actually going to flip what you did and I'm going to give him an ungraded on this one purely because I just I just haven't seen enough of him. Yeah. Um, and, and on that basis, I'm going to withhold my grade for now. <laughs> sitting on the fence. I'm sitting on the fence. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, obviously for anyone who's just sort of joining or like these play predictions is 
basically what we're doing is we're trying to predict the grade we think that Bulls Nation will vote him for at the end of the season. Right. So, you know, it's not necessarily how we see it, you know, like actually going, is it? It's a bit of a weird one to try and explain, but we know what we're doing. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, um, that's it for the predictions for tonight. Uh, on our last episode with uh, Peck, we asked a couple more trivia questions. And we're going to answer them for you now. And we're not actually going to ask any more because nobody answered these ones. So, <laughs> no reason to. And my question was, Chicago small forward Jerry Sloan was a noted collector and at one point amassed a collection of over 70 of what item? And the options were stuffed and mounted deer heads, opponents basketball jerseys, farm tractors or bobbleheads. And the answer? Farm tractors. Bizarre. <laughs> yeah. I have to say, we, <laughs> I, I got that one completely wrong. Um, I guessed the deer heads. And obviously, it was wrong. It was the farm tractors. Who collects tractors? Seriously. Jerry Sloan. Jerry, <laughs> Jerry Sloan. There you go. <laughs> so my question was, who led the Bulls in scoring in the 2007-2008 season? And it was actually BG, Ben Gordon. Yeah, which caught me out as well. Mm. So there we go. <laughs> Even if nobody else was answering them, we were answering them. They're just getting them wrong. <laughs> so, yeah, like I say, we're not going to ask any leading into next week. Um, we are aiming to be back next week with a few more predictions, try and wrap the predictions up as well. Yeah. And then at some point, we will give our predictions for the season awards and probably our NBA predictions as well. Yeah, um, we get tonight. Yeah, which we completely um, messed up last year. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, um, as usual, thanks for listening or watching, and either or rate, rate, review, subscribe, hit the bell, thumbs up, all the good stuff. Help us out. Like I say we will be back next week, possibly two episodes, depending how the scheduling goes and work life, real life, all the boring stuff. And as usual, I've been Matt. You can find me on Twitter at MattCRedUK and you can find us on all the socials at CRedUK. And you can find me on Twitter at NeilCRedUK. On behalf of us both and the Fans First Sports Network, thanks once again to everyone for tuning in. Whether you're watching or listening, please subscribe, rate and review and give us the thumbs up on YouTube. From Matt and myself, remember, it's a Chicago Bulls thing. And wherever you are in the world, until next time, see red people. Percolator. It's time for the percolator. Percolator.